Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 11 a.m. on the East Coast. Welcome to the Magellan Show. I'm Magellan, your host. Thanking you for joining us for our program today. On the 13th day of October 2015, I, I hope you're having a great Tuesday. Wherever you may be. And we've got a great show lined up for you, and so we ask you to stay right where you're at. Don't miss our program. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to bring you the Magellan Show. 646-929-0709. is our live number. So if you want to listen in, by phone, that's the way you can do just that. I uh, will also remind you that we do have a playback. So if you want to listen to this program it's in, in its entirety later on in the day or at a, at a later time, you can certainly do that. The playback number is area code 712-775-7039. The access code is 327-756. Our website www.magellanshow.com. You can access our archives on our website. You can also access our archives as a podcast through iTunes. If you downloaded the iTunes app, just subscribe to our podcast. Type in the keyword Magellan Show, and you'll find us there. We do want to thank a few websites, uh, itdcalls.com, for posting our shows. Also, podbay.fm, a website that posts a variety of podcasts, and so many more that we uh, don't have time to name. We do appreciate your listening. And the fact that we could just come here twice a week and talk about real news. And that's something that you just don't find everywhere. Uh, we, we have our, our news said to us. And, and it's filtered, and that's what the mainstream media, the elite, want us to get. They, they want to tell us how to think. They want to tell us when it's time to be upset and when it's time to not be. But I think that we're grown up enough to make those decisions ourselves. Of course, it's this very issue that uh, is becoming a, a, a much bigger deal right now because our freedom, freedom of speech and liberty are, are jeopardy and there are new laws being passed all the time that threaten the existence of alternative media more now than ever before. Thankfully, that has not happened in its full extent yet, and I pray that the tide can be turned. And, and, and sometimes 
We do see that. But there is an assault on a lot of important things these days, not just our freedom of speech, which is a big one, but it's other things, like freedom and the right to bear arms. That right now is under attack. And tonight, as some of you may have have read or heard about, tonight is the Democratic debate. It's going to be a debate with five. Now, three of those candidates, especially two of them, uh, have very low poll numbers. Uh, but really, you know, when you stop and think about it, this is this is a two-person debate, even though there are three other candidates. And, and it really boils down to Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Now, in the last uh, seven days or so, I was actually watching Hannity uh, last night. I remember talking about this very issue. They said in the last roughly a week, that Hillary Clinton's poll numbers have dropped in points. In points. And they have been dropping some even prior to that. Of course, she was the inevitable front runner. It was to the point some time ago where it was going to be Hillary Clinton versus whichever Republican candidate won the primary. They got the nomination. That's what it was like. But now we're seeing other things happen. Now, could there be some surprises along the way? Absolutely. Absolutely, there could be. We know that Bernie Sanders has made a lot of progress in his own right, not to mention the fact that he is benefiting off of Hillary's nosebleed in the polls. Things can change, we know that, and debates can make a big impact on Some have said, even by President Biden himself, that there is a good chance that he will jump into this race. He won't sing the debate tonight, no, but I believe he will be making some type of speech uh, or presentation or something surrounding to debate time, either before or after, very likely he will get into this race. So that's the situation with the Democrats. Now, one thing that I want to point out, uh, and I believe that this is important because it really shows you where we are, uh, where we are headed as a nation. I was, I was, I was just looking at at some different articles uh, this morning, and something really, really caught my attention. Because a lot of people may not know that Bernie Sanders is a socialist. I mean, he's not just like someone is saying that, but he is a socialist. I'm actually going to play you a clip, and I hope uh, I didn't have time to upload this because I just caught it shortly before the program started this morning. But this is a, a CNN reporter interviewing uh, what looks to be like, uh, uh, well, obviously it's a Bernie Sanders supporter, kind of a hippie 
looking dude. You can check out the uh, the, the video on our uh, on our Twitter feed at Real Miguel and also uh, dot com. But Randy Kay, uh, CNN reporter, uh, interviews this guy, and, and here what he says is, I hope you can hear this. Uh, but we can play it for you now. So you're okay with him being Democratic Socialist? Absolutely. I was a Democratic Socialist before it was cool. I just want to say that on tape. So you're okay with him being a Democratic Socialist? Absolutely. And I was a Democratic Socialist before it was cool. I just want to say that on tape. So you're okay with him being a Democratic Socialist? Absolutely. And I was a Democratic Socialist before it was cool. I just want to say that on tape. So you're okay with him being a Democratic Socialist? Absolutely. So we play that just a few repeats there to make sure that you heard it. So, and if you didn't hear it very clearly, so he's interviewing this guy, you know, he's getting ready for the debates. Uh, uh, everybody's all excited. He's so gleeful and excited. Uh, and he's, he's saying, you know, I'm okay with him being a democratic socialist, even before it was cool. Now, even just as recent as eight, 10, 12 years ago, if you had said something like that to a Democrat or Democratic supporter, they'd say, no, we're, we're not socialists. We don't subscribe to that, you know, even though they had a lot of the tendency. We don't go for socialism. But now they're like, absolutely. Absolutely, let's, let's go for it, you know. Uh, this current administration brought us into that way of life. And see, here's the problem with socialism. You see, there's a certain luster, a certain appeal that socialism can give to those who are in a state of need and but, uh, all throughout Europe and through, through our history, we see how it was presented and represented as as a, as a means of rescue. But it never worked out. It always failed. Now, does that mean that capitalism is perfect? Absolutely not. But what it does say is that, for sure, socialism always fails. And it's a sign of what the thing is. Look, we are at a very important juncture, and I think that it's uh, necessary that we think about this a little bit. I'm not saying that Bernie Sanders is, is uh, going to win the presidency. I'm not even saying that he's going to even win the, not the nomination. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we certainly don't. And uh, on the Republican side, Donald Trump may may win the primary and go on to win the presidency, or Ben Carson, or Fiorina, or who knows? We don't know. But the point of the matter is, is that Things are changing, and it's not just the presidency that that we're watching, but the other aspects of our government, too. We have come also to the point, my friends, where our legislative body has just become lifeless. That that the, the judicial branch of government uh, has, has gained more strength, especially under this administration, and is creating law, creating laws, and... The fact of the matter is, is that that's not their job. They were not put on the bench to create law. They're not lawmakers. They are 
law interpreters. They interpret law. They do not legislate law. You know, there's been a lot of debate over uh, the past uh, several weeks and months this past summer over the uh, passage of the uh, gay marriage uh, and, and how every state has to honor that. And we heard about Ken Davis and the controversy there. And what's important to think about is that the issue had already been decided state by state by state in the legislature because that was the job. And so you had some states where gay marriage was absolutely legal, whether you liked it or whether you didn't. It was legal. And there were other states where it was not legal, whether you liked it or not. But because the Supreme Court decided, they made it legal everywhere because the Supreme Court decided that they would take the job of the Congress. Now, liberals would say, well, don't be, don't be complaining about it. But let's flip it around uh, and look at it a different way. What if the Supreme Court, what if suddenly things were to happen and there was a, a shift in, 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 in the power structure of the Supreme Court and suddenly you had very conservative justices on the bench and then they were to, to create laws that were favorable that were favorable to the right wing side of things, to the right wing. So they had more of a constant like a, a Constantine-style uh, rule where they said, oh, everyone uh, must be uh, a Christian. Well, that, that wouldn't give you a lot of freedom of, of choice in religion, would it? So it's very important that we understand the, uh, the balance of powers, the judicial branch, the executive branch, the legislative branch, these are things that that many of us, well, actually not many of us, but all of us learned in school or should have learned in school. I, I, I wonder if it's even being taught or emphasized now. And if it is discussed, is it discussed as a current truth or is it more... Like, well, students, this is the way we used to do things in the United States of America way back when we, you know, I mean, how is it, how is it, is it even taught now? The part of the problem, no matter what it is that we're, we're dealing with specifically, is this, is this lack of interest. There's this lack of interest. I, I, I would encourage you if, you, if you have the opportunity, just do your own little test. Do your own little test, your own little survey. And just ask a few different people, not people that, that you necessarily know, where you know, you know how they think. I mean, that, that's one thing, you, you know, but just ask some people where you're not really sure. You know, ask them to name the coach and the members of some of their favorite sports teams. They will probably 
be so specific and so articulate with it that they'll probably tell you not only what their what their names are, but their ages, where they were born, what their favorite foods are, um, you know, what they like to drink, everything. Oh, I don't misunderstand me. But you might ask those same people, and, and some of them may be so well-rounded that they uh, would would answer you appropriately on the other set of questions, but you could probably ask some of those same people. And it, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be, you know, what's your favorite TV show? You know, whatever. Ask the same people, you know, who who is the governor of your state? You know, who... Who are your two senators that represent your state? Who represents your congressional district? Uh, I mean, any of those kinds of things. What's your state capital for crying out loud? You know, and that may sound a little harsh or a little judgmental, but the point and the fact of the matter is, is that I would venture to say that the majority of people don't know. And say, oh, well, you're just picking on people, you know, with their, uh, it's just not smart. No, no, no. It's where you put your priorities. It's where you put your priorities. And if we've come to the point in our country where we are, have, you know, have, have become so, so distracted, and, and also not just distracted, but just, we don't care. If you come to that point, then, 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 then fail on us. And, and more than that, uh, woe into us because look what to be just right around the corner. There was a, a, a YouTube video, uh, I believe it was done by Mark Dice. He would go out to the very liberal part of California and he would do these, and some of you may have seen this, and he would do these little petitions just to kind of see what kind of response he would get. And so he would go to these people and uh, uh, in this uh, very liberal post uh, both sides uh, uh, part part of Cali, and just loving into people on the boardwalk, and 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 say, oh, excuse me, would you mind taking this uh, this free survey? Uh, we're asking a question right now. So the president has decided that that it's time that that we uh, that we rid ourselves of of, of the Constitution, antiquated document that we don't need anymore, and favor more of a more progressive. Uh, way of, of, of governance and, and governing our, our country. And what was so amazing is that like eight or nine out of ten people said, oh, absolutely, it sounds so wonderful. I, I, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Yes, let me sign. But there was one or two people that said, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? And then, of course, you say, look, this is just, I'm just making a point here. But that that's the state, that's where we're at. It's where we put our priorities. And we can sit here and we can complain about special interest groups and uh, liberal uh, agendas and how our country has gone downhill. And yes, we need to pray. You know, uh, that verse in the Bible is often quoted uh, out of Chronicles, with my people who are called by name will humble themselves and pray, and and um, you know, and the promise of healing our land. Yes, that is so true, and how we should do that. But but the Lord also expects us, I believe, to to take appropriate actions. The Bible says 
faith without works is dead. And sometimes, sometimes we just need to say, you know, maybe, just maybe some of these uh, agendas that we may dislike, we don't need to blame others, but maybe we need to blame ourselves for our inaction for our inaction. You know, really, uh, I mean, uh, if a liberal group wants a law to be passed, they will assemble themselves and put a million people together. A million people together and march and exercise their right to, to, to speak out. But conservatives and Christians we don't do that very much anymore. It's like we've lost our. Uh, it's like we've, it's almost like we become the church, as, as it said in, in, in the Book of Revelation, the Laodicea, where we just kind of, you know, we just kind of give up. We're just kind of in this state of learned helplessness, and we don't do anything. We don't speak out. We say, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, it's just, have we, have we been so, so caught up in our own way of doing things? Have we become so self-absorbed that we've lost our fire and our fervor? And if we do participate in some type of, of, uh, of Mark or, I mean, yes, there have been many Christians that have participated in right to life marches, and that's wonderful. But uh, but I think about a lot of other key issues as well where very few turn out of you. And the whole idea of calling your, 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 your congresswoman or congressman, you know, that, that's, still, that's still effective. That's why it's important to know who they are and what their their role is and how we can affect change when we speak to the allowed force. Phil Robertson, the patriarch of Dutch Dynasty, got into got into some trouble. Well, I wouldn't even call it trouble, but basically the liberals got upset with him because of the comments that he made with Jeep or Jeep or some magazine. And everyone was so upset and they and A and E said we're you know, we're not uh we're not gonna have you on the show for a while. Maybe not ever. And so I think Phil was taking off a few episodes. But that didn't last very long because well, a couple things. People began to speak out, and that was good. And also, maybe another part was the fact that, that this series is the highest uh, grossing uh, series in the history of cable television ever. And, and how does that happen? How does that work? Because you have people that watch it, so they're speaking out by their actions as well. 
still going to show them. And so, so there, there is power there in in the and, and it's good to to rally around a disco that that that, that really speaks out with conservative values and Christianity. But we need to expand it, and we need to do more and more and more of that. It it, it just you can't just stop with such a dynasty. I mean, I mean, yes, it's, it's a cool show, but but we need to really think about this in so many areas of our life and, instead of just rolling over and saying the dynasty. Uh, looking at some articles today, and by the way, this is the Magellan Show. Six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine. Still got a little room if you want to get in and listen uh, on that line. We'll get some of these top stories for today. Do my best to get some of them. So California is banning Redskins' names from public school sports teams. Okay, this is what, we, what I'm saying. You know, uh, a lot of these things that are happening, look, I've got a little Native American in me. I think most of us do if we live in America. Uh, and personally, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, I've got some, some relatives that took more after the the Indian side, I'm like one sixteenth Indian or something like that. I don't or excuse me, Native American would be politically correct. Um my uh my great grandmother was half Cherokee. And uh what's interesting uh is that uh, her children, some of them took after their father, which is the Irish side, and some took after uh the and like her grandmother, their mother, uh, who had the Native American side. Case in point would be my my grandmother, who was uh, white as the driven snow and looked like uh, her father and very Irish-looking, of course. Um, her sister, my great aunt, uh, was darker and said more after uh, her mother, the Cherokee side. And... Uh, I'm not. I didn't take after dark side, but I've got a lot of red bones in my skin. And <laughs> you know when I, when you hear this, so, so they're saying that uh, that this name is offensive to people. I don't think it is, and besides, it's been a historical part of our, you know, of Americana, of 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 the uh, of the whole, you know, sport. Sports industry, the Redskins. But California, in an attempt to be skins named from public school sports teams, that's what California has done. California likes to set trends. Huh, what do you think about that one? Well, I mean, okay, so they've been, it, the, the bigger issue is, is, I believe, setting a precedent of saying, okay, so this week is, you know, you can't have sports teams. The name Redskins. Next next month, uh, it's going to be. You know, we don't want you to wear any Christian T-shirts. Uh, we don't want you having student-led prayers. Uh, and a lot of kids are just saying, "Here, we're going to do it anyway." But it's more about legal precedent than it is sometimes the actual issue that they're fighting over. It's like Bloomberg when he was trying to say, "Okay, you're only going to drink." 
uh, 16 ounces of, of soda, and that's as far as it goes, no more, which is a good idea. Nobody should drink more than that anyway, but it should be a person's choice and free will to do whatever they want in America, right? But it's about setting legal precedent. Um, also in California, uh, congratulations for those Forgive me for my sarcasm, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, for those of you living in California, it seems like the best, they always want to set stone there. And in California, Brown, Governor Brown has said, well, let's find a bill banning concealed firearms from schools. Now, let me say something. There could be certain criticisms. Uh, there could be certain concerns surrounding uh, firearms uh, being uh, brought into the school system. Obviously, there would need to be training. There would need to be certain rules associated with such actions if you had firearms. But let's look at it this way. Our schools, from kindergarten, elementary, up to university level, are at, at high risk, danger, Because they're gun-free zones. So it's, a, it's an open invitation to lunatics and and demon-possessed people to come in and to start shooting. So you either need to, to highly train your administrative and educational staff on how to use firearms or have some type of security, do something. I mean, it is it is a it's just that we have to to do all these things in a balanced way. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about Syria. Uh, the 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 administration here in the United States is freaking out about what's going on in Syria, and because Russia is going in there. And what the United States is saying is that well, Russia is targeting some of the some of the moderate rebels. But as I see it, it appears that really all of them, uh, in some way or another, could have jihadist leanings or sympathies. And perhaps Vladimir Putin, though, I would question some of his. Uh, tactics and some of his motivations, whether you like it or not, is still having an impact on on the destruction of ISIS. And it seems like that if we're not careful as a nation, we're going to provoke Russia by arming these so-called moderate rebels with ammunition, with firepower, that will go directly against Russian uh, aircraft, potentially? I mean, this is a serious problem. And why doesn't Russia have the opportunity and, and the free right and, uh, to, to invade uh, a nation? We do it all the time. I mean, I mean, I mean seriously, I mean, uh, you know? Uh, so, something we need to be watching. Because the Syrian... Uh, situation has been escalating for a very long time. Ever since we've had the Magellan show uh, for over for two years, uh, even before that, but for two years, I mean, there's been 
rising tensions over there. And the migrant crisis, my goodness. The migrant crisis, you've got these men, these strong men that are, are you know, 20-something-year-old guys, healthy, that are leaving because they say that the, you don't see, you know, women and and and, and, and sickly men and, and children fleeing to, to Europe. See these tough guys. And uh, Donald Trump was talking about this on uh, on the news just last time, where he was saying, "Look, you know, this is very suspect. This is this is very uh, concerning when you have three fourths of the migrants that are that are moving into Central and Western Europe." You know, and, and <laughs> I mean, it's really, uh, what are their plans? What are their plans? Think about a jihad and you consider um, what just a few, what just a few people are uh, to do potentially. I mean, 19 hijackers, look what they did on 9-11. So I think that 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 every migrant uh, male is 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 a terrorist. I'm not saying that, but there are some connections, potential connections there. We cannot deny. We cannot deny. I mean, you can name me because we're talking about predominantly. We're talking about. Uh, uh, Muslim populations here. Now, you say, oh, well, but it's, it's a religion of peace, isn't it? Well, uh, if you can name me some suicide bombers uh, from the Christian faith or uh, the Sikh faith or the Buddhist faith or the Hindu faith or the, any other kind of faith, and, and, but we know that, that, that this, uh, this is part of the ideology. And this is nothing new. And there are some wonderful... Uh, uh, law-abiding, uh, peace-loving uh, people that happen to be in the Muslim faith. And some of them are have the highest level of ethics. But there is a faction, there is a faction, some say it could be as many as 25%, that have radical leanings or are radical. And that is disturbing for society. And, and it's uh, Put Western civilization at, at a high level. It's one of the reasons why Russia and also China we're hearing is is back in Russia on this in many ways. It's is standing up and saying this is not what we're going to do. You know, we're not going to allow the destruction of Christianity. I mean, we've got people persecuted here. Isn't it interesting that we get so upset over these? so-called moderate rebels that could be at risk from from Russian firepower, but yet Christians have been beheaded, have been beheaded. We have hostages in Iran. We have uh, those that are in our have been in Iraq that have died for the cause of Christ. Uh, Dr. Hader Olivetti, the, the Prime Minister of Iraq, has said, you know, in so many words, that sadly the U.S. has failed in more recent years, to to help and assist Iraq in areas of security. We've talked about security issues on this on this very show. And so now we have Russia that's stepping in and saying, "Hey, we will we will help you." Now, 
I'm, am I saying that Russia's intentions are entirely pure? No, I'm not saying that. But sometimes when you're in need, you'll do whatever it takes to meet that need. And, and Iraq definitely is in that state of need right now in a big way. So obviously the next few weeks and months are going to be quite interesting. Uh, the Russian embassy in Syria has been targeted after nuclear call slaughtering Russians. Um, lots of crazy things happening. How to respond, Reuters uh, just uh, did this a couple hours ago. How to respond to Russia and Syria while avoiding World War III. Just we're all concerned about uh, that we're so close and we're still on the brink of, of World War III. A couple other uh, insignificant uh, news articles here, not making the top headlines. Remember that, that the guy that, that killed the lion, piece of lion, so it will not be prosecuted in Zimbabwe, according to his official there. Also, Trump effect and the dismal prospect of the Democratic debate. Uh, Trump is still surging in the polls, but that's not easy as well. They're doing, uh, doing quite well, in fact. Uh, Carson is still doing well. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with some of the other candidates uh, too. Well, this is the Magellan Show. Our playback number is 712-775-7039, access code 327-756-POUNDS. Remember, MagellanShow.com. Now, I want to say one other thing before we go. Uh, we, uh, we we want to thank, uh, want to thank uh, a couple of folks uh, for, for their involvement. I was telling you about a, a friend of mine who, a young man in his early 30s, uh, a father and husband who is uh, really faced some, some tremendous challenges. Uh, his name is Michael, and uh, he has metastatic testicular cancer. In other words, uh, cancer that uh, that originated in in testicles, kind of like Lance Armstrong. The difference is that Lance Armstrong uh, caught his early when it was contained in that area, uh, but it was but if it's not caught early, it will metastasize most likely, and has done this, in the case of my friend Michael, into his uh, stomach region and his lungs. So we want to thank a couple of people who, uh, you know, I just I felt led to speak out and say, hey, you know, let's give, you know, because Michael's come to the point where he's not able to work now. And, uh, and, and you can't rely on the system to help you out. I mean, uh, it could take a long time before you know he were to get some type of, of disability, and this is this is where disability could come in, you know, not in the not the way we abuse it, you know. We, we gripe about about you know Obamacare and and and, and how it's been uh, abused, and we talk about how some people are 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 weighting the system down, but yet what are we going to do about it, you know? Uh, we as the church, we, I mean, you know, are we going to help our brothers and sisters out in time of need? I want to thank, uh, I want to thank uh, obviously, I mentioned uh, Joe from Canada who gave. I also want to thank Barry out of Colorado uh, for giving. Uh, and I would encourage you to give too. You know, and, and it's not about giving some massive sum of money, but when we all do a little bit, it helps. And I want to be able to help Michael because obviously you can imagine that when, when you're not working, I mean, even though you have insurance to cover your medical bills, 
What about the other bills? I mean, this this is this is tremendous. And most of us, you know, we we can we can give twenty dollars, thirty dollars, and it's it's not going to kill us. Not, you know, seriously. And, and and there's no reason why we can't do that. And so, I want to just encourage you and challenge those of you that are listening. You know, to to help out in this call. And you go to our website, MagellanShow.com, click on the Donate button, and and, uh, and just put in your comments uh, for Michael or Michael Fund. And so what we're doing is we're, we're trying to accumulate a certain, a certain amount and, and to give to him. That way uh, it's encouraging to him and also, uh, and we'll probably follow a report on this uh, if, if we're really successful with him. And let's know how his progress is doing uh, down the road. And we hope and pray. He he had surgery already. He's going to start he's starting chemo in about three weeks from now. So we encourage you to give, and uh, you uh, you won't regret that. So click on the PayPal link of the donate button from the JellinShow.com. Uh, you can also uh, you know email us if you prefer uh, to have a question on how you can give in a different way. Uh, but uh, that seems to be the most, uh, the easiest way. To. And so we want to do something. I want to only use this program just to be a voice, to be a light, and to also help those who not are just so called in need, but truly in need. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And it's time that we make an impact, that we make an impact on, on someone. I mean, you really start to think about that, to make an impact. So do what you can, and and yes, and we thank those that can. Magellanco.com, our email address, contact at Magellanco.com. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. I do appreciate it. You all make the show. You've been with me for the last two years. You are the truth seekers. Thank you. God bless you. At Real Magellan, that's our Twitter. Uh, that's our, 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 our Twitter handle there. So uh, stay connected, and God bless all of you. Remember, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And we will see you here back on Tuesday for another edition. Until then, have a blessed day, guys. And looking forward to next time. Magellan here signing off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.